When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, and my favorite because I made money tonight. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for joining us on this historic hockey night. The Hawks lose 7-3 to the Washington Capitals. Alex Ovechkin does it. Scores the hat trick to record his 800th career goal. He is only the third player in the history of the game to score 800 goals behind Wayne Gretzky and Gordie Howe. He is one behind Gordie Howe. He is 94 behind Wayne Gretzky. And uh, we're going to get to the game, of course, but the, the top story, we're all hockey fans. This is a huge historic night from a semi-controversial figure. Um, and I wrote about it this morning. We talked about it yesterday. How are fans going to react if Ovechkin's on the verge of history and if he makes history? And the vast majority were cheering for him. He got a standing O, and I think it was handled in a, in a classy way by the organization, by the fans. I I have no complaints. It was it was well done. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you got to stop rooting for sports teams and sports figures and listening to bands and watching movies to people that have political views you don't get get along with, you're probably going to be sitting in a dark Stuff. room for most of your life. And yes, there you can, we're not even going to get into that, whatever. Yeah. But as far as ice hockey goes, Alex Ovechkin is one of the greatest players to ever play. He will be the all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah. Unless he gets some crazy injury, and this is not a guy that's had a ton of injuries in his career, <laughs> he's yeah. going to break Wayne Gretzky's record. <laughs> he's also, I was talking to Greg during the game, I go, he's just standing there. He stands there. there. He doesn't he, move around. He doesn't move until unless he senses the puck is coming his way. He literally, st- I wish I could stand up and show you. He literally just stands still. His knees aren't bent. He's not poised to shoot. His stick is like horizontal. And he just stands still and just has this second nature of knowing when the puck's going to come his way, where to go to get it. The guy's unbelievable. Yeah. And at this point in his career, at 37 years old, it is all about beating Gretzky's record. He's going to do it. I have no problem with it. That man the, walked down the ice tonight and said, I'm getting my 800 tonight. Yes, he sure as hell did. And, and he... C- could I for a second there? I was like, he's gonna freaking pass Gordy Howe tonight. <laughs> he's gonna him, Tage Thompson this and, and get out of here with eight oh two. It took him twenty four seconds to get the first goal, and that was historic. That was a historic goal too. Yeah, that set the NHL record for the most opening goals by one player. One hundred and thirty six times he scored the opening goal, beating breaking uh, Yarmir Yager's record. The guy's so, unbelievable. Uh, you know, here is another stat I learned tonight. Yeah. We were looking up because we were we were going through scenarios in the press box tonight, and normally Jay and I, or Jay and Mario, who's ever got to come back to the studio for home games, leaves after the second period. But we were like, no, no, no. We are staying. <laughs> we got to see this. 
And then he scored, and then we got up and left. But <laughs> we were going through scenarios because it was 4-2 going into the third. We're like, yeah, Ovi's getting 800 on an empty netter. And everybody's going to piss and moan about yeah. it. But then I looked up, all-time empty net goal leaders. Wayne Gretzky had more. He's the all-time leader, 56. Vetskin will probably will break that. He'll break that this year. He'll break that Maybe this, this weekend. Week. Yeah. yeah. So, but let's not pretend that Wayne Gretzky didn't score a ton of empty net goals. But the fun stat about that, you know who is third all time in NHL history in empty net goals? I do because you told me. A man that sat right over there just a couple of weeks ago, Marion Hosa. His aura is still in four, here. 40 empty net goals, third all time in National Hockey League history. I learned that tonight. I had no idea. Now, I think there's a little difference between the first two and him. Yes, those guys are going out there ch- chasing goals. Yes. Where Hosa got a lot of empty net goals because he's one of the best defensive forwards that ever played a game. Yes. And he's on the ice a lot protecting one goal leads late. It's but, another huge, huge Hosa thing. Yeah. When you look at the span of his career. Take that, Cam Robinson, who didn't think that he should have his number <laughs> retired. We love you, Cam, but that's just a terrible take. Yeah. Next time you're on, we're busting your balls for that one. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, but just, you know, very cool to be there for that. And I, I said to you, I said, I think that is the most significant individual sporting moment I've ever witnessed in person. I was there for Sammy Sosa's home run chase, not the any record setting, but I saw probably five or six of the home runs that year. Uh, I was there when the Cubs won the pennant, but that was, again, that was a team accomplishment. As far as an individual accomplishment, I think that is the most significant. And probably it is. will be, I can't imagine that being really topped yeah. unless I fluke into something. The only other thing that like I saw that was really awesome, and this isn't even close, was I was I was at the 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 Cubs game when Cole Hamels threw the no hitter against the Cubs. Okay, um, that was a cool moment to see that. I'd never seen a no hitter. You don't get to see that every day, but seeing uh, a hat trick for 800 career goals, that was cool. I mean, I, and I've been I was in the building for this 2015 Cup win, you know, but that's team achievements. An individual compliment, accomplishment to see something that's only been done three times in the history of the sport. Pretty damn cool. Yeah, that was amazing. And again, this nights like this just humbles me beyond belief and how grateful and blessed that we all are. Yeah. Like, since March, since CHGO launch, I have been paid to see Jonathan <laughs> Taves playing his 1,000th career game. We got paid to paint center ice at the United Center. Yeah. Forgot about that. I mean, that seems like I forever. I forget ago. about it, but it slipped my mind. I got this. I was lucky enough to be in the press box for the Colorado Avalanche's Stanley Cup raising banner. Got to see Marion Hosa's number retired. And Evgeny Malkin playing his 1,000th game on the same night. Yeah. And then we get to see Ovechkin's 800th goal on a hat trick. Special. I mean, this is. I, I pinch myself every day. I, I I wake up every morning just scared that the last nine months have been a dream. Seriously. Um, but so like, it's this has just been one heck of a ride, and and I'm so excited for what's to come. And things like that make covering a really bad hockey team just it, like tonight's game doesn't even matter. No. And, and look, there were some, there's definitely some stuff to discuss yeah. from this game oh, yeah. that we're going to, some good, some bad. I see a lot of people 
Uh, and we're at the game, so we didn't get to hear or see the broadcast, but a lot of people are irritated with the ESPN broadcast. I'm irritated at ESPN because I want to get a peek at Mark Messier, but they had the privacy curtain up in the ESPN Lame. booth. Lame. So I didn't get to see the this shimmering dome of one Mark Messier. He's not, he's not a man of the people. Um, and I was looking for him, you know, trying to maybe doing the Bergevin and uh, bear fisting some gummy bears or something. But uh, no That's why we don't mess. have gummy bears anymore, because Mark Bergevin contaminated them all. <laughs> they had to throw the container away. Jackass. The other thing I've seen a couple times is the tinfoil hat people yeah. saying, oh, it's this was all staged, that it was on ESPN, and it's the fix is in. All right. It is a very nice coincidence for ESPN that they guessed right that this would be about the time where he'd be pursuing 800. I could see if the Hawks had, like, 10 penalty kills and every little hit was being called a penalty. Every goal Ovechkin scored was pretty gritty in yeah, front of the net, battling to swatting at pucks. Yeah. yeah. Y- your conspiracy theory was that's why they started Mrazic. They brushed him back. Yeah. <laughs> if he can't score, if he can't get a hat trick on a guy with no groins, he's never going to do it. <laughs> he fucking well, got no dukes. <laughs> I, I, I was worried about the, the tinfoil hat started to get built a little bit when the, Sam Lafferty got called for that phantom tripping penalty. That in the was first phantom. Period. I was like, dude fell down. Lafferty was eight feet away from him when the dude fell down. Like, then I was starting to go, okay, what's going on here? But there was none of that. Like, you know, it, just enjoy. It was history. It was it was super cool. And he scored that first goal twenty four seconds. Yeah, we all looked at each other. Everybody in the press box was like. Holy shit! This is gonna happen tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it really felt like it was like as soon as that went in, I I got a little excited because I I teased it in the beginning, but I the odds were plus thirty five hundred. So on DraftKings, the way they had it was not part of the Hawks and Capitals bet. They had a special Ovechkin eight hundred like tab on the NHL page, and you had odds for which team he would break it against. The Hawks were plus thirty five hundred. I put ten bucks down. I won three hundred fifty dollars. Hey, so that is by far post practice lunches on you tomorrow, big guy. <laughs> Christmas. Um, that's the big second biggest bet I've ever won. And what year did the oh four when the Lightning won the cup? Mm-hmm. I did a preseason, like I put twenty on them to win, and they're like plus seven hundred. So I won some good money there. That was the biggest like total payout. But in terms of a one-game bet uh, that I made the same day on legalized betting in Illinois, that was the winner, my biggest DraftKings payout yet. And I may just retire from the world of sports wagering because I'm never going to top that. On a high note, I won my bet tonight, too. It was only Yeah, you hit a three-legger, right? I hit right? a three-leg parlay. I bet Ovechkin anytime goal score, Capitals to score first, and Capitals to win the first period. And I won that bet 24 seconds into the game. It's free money. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't <laughs> the odds weren't nearly as high. Uh, I bet two dollars to win a total of nine, so I'm not nowhere near retirement. But uh, hey, I have seven more dollars today than I did when I woke up, and that's a good day. Uh, well, uh, if uh, if the Hawks' uh, loss wasn't bad enough for you, friends, I got some breaking news here uh, for you. Here, um, Jeff Passan of ESPN, shortstop Carlos Correa. And the San Francisco Giants are in agreement on a 13-year, $350 million contract. Mm-hmm. So there's your breaking baseball news. Carlos I can, Correa. I, wait, wait, sh- 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 I can hear Cody yelling from here. <laughs> I'm 
genuinely concerned for Cody. We need to do a wellness check on Cody. Yeah, he, uh, he, I love the kid, but man, he invested so much and he's getting, he should have known better. I tried right. to tell him that, but yeah. Well. All right, let's get into the game a little bit here. All right, yeah, all right. that was a gameplay. Game. Uh, really, really poor start for the Hawks. I don't know. Here, here's here's a bit of a concern for me. This is a big night. This is a big audience. To come out as flat as they did, that concerns me a little bit. Yes, you're without Andreas Athanasiu. Andreas Athanasiu. You got Tyler Johnson back. You're starting to get healthier. Athanasiu missed the game because of a funeral. He'll be back Thursday. Right. Uh, you would think the Hawks would come out with a little bit of jump and say, F this, not in our house. That first shift, it was a matter of time before the Capitals scored. They had, th- I think they had two shots and a shot attempt that went just wide before Ovechkin scored 24 seconds into the game. Yeah, it was, and then they got a second, he got his second goal not much longer after that. No. What was his second goal? Four minutes into the game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not long after. Let's see. I'm going to check the box. They played there. better. Eight minutes in, but still. They played the second half. They it, they were down like 10-2 in shots or something, and it was 10-9 at the end of the period. They actually outshot them in the second period. They had 15 shots to go in the second. They only had one. They got outshot 30-29 to 29 total. But those first that first half of the period, that's where the game was. It was done. I wrote it down here in my, in my game notes. Uh, 5.08 into the game. The shots were five nothing caps. Uh, Kane got the game's first shot, uh, five twenty eight into the game. Then the Hawks get a power play at six nineteen. I'm sorry, the Capitals get a power play. Then Ovechkin scores on that power play. Then Tyler Johnson scores, and then all of a sudden, the Hawks start to like. It's the script. finally find it. Fall down two nothing. All of a sudden, start to give a shit. But w- see. That's and I know you see like, scoreboard needs to say two nothing in favor of the visitors at the opening faceoff. Seriously, but I, I look, I, I have very little complaints with with what Luke Richardson has done with this roster. This roster is garbage. Yeah. It's really bad. He can't make Jared Tenorti a Norris Trophy winner. He can't make Caleb Jones or Ian Mitchell or whoever all stars. It's just you can't yeah. create talent out of whole cloth. But the one thing I, that concerns me is the slow starts. And I think part of that is, you know, the the grind of losing over and over again. But I feel like on a night like tonight, where you know national TV, everybody's watching to see if Ovechkin can do it, how do you not start that game guns blazing ready to go? Maybe they all had that 3,500 odds on DraftKings too. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm really I'm interested just to hear. kidding. No, I know. I'm really interested to hear what what he's going to say about the effort in this game because he'll I could I could probably script it for you having having listened to him give that answer 26 times already this year. Yeah. He's going to say, "Yeah, slow start, but I like the way they played the rest of the day, rest of the game." Um Sam asks in in the chat are the Hawks so bad that they can't even compete at home or is Richardson not capable of preparing them to compete? In the first period, tell the truth. Oh well, we've been lying all season and just sugarcoating everything as we always do. I I think um, I think but, it's more of a in that column. Like, yeah, it's to the coaches. Like we, I wrote Jeremy Carlton when they were unprepared to play. 
I rode Derek King when there were the games like that. So it, I can't just not gloss over it. I can't just gloss over it here and give Richardson a, like not being prepared to play. That's on coaches, but I don't necessarily think they're not prepared. Like they Luke Richardson explains everything yeah, right to us. So I can't imagine how detailed he gets in the locker room. There's no excuse. Like, it's not that they don't know. Like, the difference between Jeremy Colleton starts and Luke Richardson starts is the Jeremy Colleton starts, the team looked like they had no idea where to go. Exactly. They had no idea Circus. where to be. That's not what's happening here. Yeah. There's still structure. It's just they're slow out of the gate. They can't complete a pass. They're standing around watching. That's on the players. That's talent. That's the talent issue. That's mental mistakes is on the players. I don't think they're unprepared. They know what they're supposed to do. Yes. It's the fact that either they can't or they just can't. Some guys just can't mentally process it and do it. And that's not on coaching. Right. I don't think that the game plan is broken. It's it as is, simple as can be. And and look, yes, that's true. And the other thing is, like, these guys are professionals. It shouldn't have to take the coach flipping over the bio-steel table um, and dumping the cooler all over the locker room to get a message through to professionals. These guys are NHL players. Whether they deserve to be talent-wise or not, they are, and they owe it to themselves. They owe it to the fans that are still showing up, by the way, Every night, yeah, they're not sold out, but they got good crowds every game this season. Uh, thanks to game time. <laughs> um, like there's, there's, Luke can't go play for them, right? Right. I don't think in his mind the idea of a bag skate maybe tomorrow that doesn't strike me as something that's in his. They did one in New Jersey after the Islanders game. Yeah. I, he, he's always said, like, you can yell and scream, but that is the fastest way to lose a team. Yeah. And he's not that guy. He's not that guy. I think Luke saves his anger for when he really needs to drive home a point. Yeah. And what point is he going to drive home at this point that he hasn't been driving since day one? I think he's smart enough that he knows that this team just, it ain't there. And it's not coming anytime soon. So just focus on the little things you can... I don't want to say control, but the little things you can you can actually change and look for some guys that are actually improving, guys that are actually progressing and reward those guys. There are like I'm not Luke Richardson's done some strange things this year that I'll chalk up to being a first year head coach. Sure. One of those was tonight. Was why the f is Sam Lafferty getting time with Patrick Kane and, and Mac, what has he done in the last 15 games that he's played to earn that? I don't know. I mean, I, he eventually put Tyler Johnson up there. That is such a no-brainer. Why and wasn't there's that Patrick done? Kane's right-handed shot, by the way. Why wasn't that done from the beginning? So there's the criticism. But I will also give him some credit on the flip side of that. Seth Jones, who I spent the entire day on the internet defending yesterday because somebody's chart says he's only worth $1.5 million. He was awful tonight. That pairing of Seth Jones and Jack Johnson was awful tonight. There were plays where Seth Jones kind of was just standing there and then was like, oh, crap, I better do something. And he got walked by Mantha on that sixth goal. 
bad game from Seth Jones, and he'll be the first to admit that. But to Luke Richardson's credit, he saw that, and in the third period, he switched things up, and he put Johnson with Connor Murphy and bumped McCabe up to Seth Jones. So he sees, you know, he sees things. He can make adjustments. He put Lafferty to start the game, but he pulled him off of there in the in the second period. Johnson was on the, on that line. I think it was actually the end of the first period. Johnson was already on that line. So, you know, nothing's gonna. It's it's a tough situation for Luke Richardson. Is he? Blame free of this? No, but there shouldn't be very much there. You can you can get on him for some of these tactical decisions, but overall, it's it's been fine. And you know, it's I'm not gonna like criticize Richardson for much that's happened tonight or some of these other nights. This team is just bad and by design. Yeah, Luke Richardson is doing exactly. What Kyle Davidson wanted him to do, learn on the job, get your culture going, and get me the number one pick at the same time. Yeah, and like and look, that's working. Mario's set to join us here in a second. We're going to get to him in a minute here. But down to nothing, they're battling back. They're playing hard. They had 11 power play shots in this game. So the power play is starting to look better. Like there are, and, and we say almost after every game, the compete level was there. To me, the first shift of this game was concerning. The Capitals, for as great as Alex Ovechkin still is, are not a very good team. They're fine. They're middle of the and road. They're missing a lot of guys. Yeah. When they get healthy, they're going to be pretty good. I sure. mean, they've had no Tom Wilson this year. Yeah. They've had no way. Nick. Yeah, confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had no Nick Backstrom this year. Uh, you know, but that's that's whack, o- but. that's Ovi's guy on the power play. Yeah. You know, but Dylan Strom has filled in very well in that position, but. They've got some guys that when they get back, they should be pretty good. What I'm saying is they're missing Darcy Kemper, their big free agent goalie, Stanley Cup winner. But what I'm saying is there's no like, oh, like it's not like it was the Avalanche or the Leafs or some team that's going to blitz you, you know, or the Devils or whoever, Boston. I'm thinking on the first shift of the game, maybe get a body on number eight. Maybe. Just send a message that it's not going to be easy. And all three were pretty easy. Yeah. They were gritty. They were in front of the net, but he didn't have to, like, he didn't have, fight he didn't have a off. red sweater within 10 feet of him on any of those goals. Yeah. All right, Mario's going to join us here in a second. Uh, keep the great chat comments coming. We're going to get to them as much as we can. But the Comment Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory customers can acquire inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money saving efficient led lights learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more incentives have recently increased for indoor outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiznow to start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact them at 1-855-433-2700. For more info, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. There were, tonight's crowd wasn't great. At the United Center. There were a lot of empty seats. Yeah. A little bit more than usual. And 
I feel bad because a lot of people could have gone on the Game Time app and could have got tickets to see Alex Ovechkin score his 800 goal for under 20 bucks. I think 14 bucks was the cheapest ticket as of uh, Monday. Uh, that would be yesterday uh, for this game tonight. If you want to go see the Blackhawks this year and save a ton of money, including I think Thursday against Phil Kessel and the Vegas Knights, I think you can get in for ten bucks. Last time I checked, go check out our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deal on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed in sitting a seat you never thought you could? Do you want to sit on the glass? Do you want to sit maybe right behind the Hawks bench? Well, you can with Game Time. It's possible. And they have the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets. Here's how you do it. Pick the game you want to go to. Drive to that game while you're pulling into the parking lot or wherever you're going to park. Go on the Game Time site that you can click on the link at here on our YouTube description or on any of our podcast descriptions and buy your tickets on Game Time as you're walking to the gates. That's when you're going to save the money. Don't buy them two, three weeks in advance. Buy them day of, and you're going to save a ton of money. Game Time guarantees the lowest price. If you find a price lower, they will match it. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us, as I mentioned, is buying through the description in the podcast link. It's right there below that giant thumb that you should have smashed already. If you haven't, pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. Do that for us. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, I see a comment from Sam saying Anaheim has one regulation win through 30 games. This is an all-time bad team. The Hawks will need a lucky bounce to get a top-two pick this year. Sam, He's are you correct. ever positive? The Hawks have one more point yeah, than the Anaheim Ducks. As bad as Anaheim's been, they have one fewer point. I'm not – here's my theory on Anaheim. I don't think they're going to finish with the worst record in the league because they've got too much young talent that as the season goes on, they're eventually going to catch – uh, they got Zegers. They got McTavish. Yeah. They got Terry. They got Drysdale. They've got some talent. That's the team that's going to stink. And then in, in February or March, they're going to go on You'll a run. You'll start to see like, signs of... Maybe they'll call up uh, Lucas Donstel, their top goaltending prospect who's been playing well in the AHL. That's their biggest problem. They've got no goaltending. Yeah. They're a team that I think, because they've got so much good young talent, they don't know any better, and they'll eventually go on a, on a, on a run where they win five out of seven, six out of eight, and then they'll put some distance between them and the Blackhawks. Yes, they are terrible right now, but um, I'm not too worried about them still being, and as bad as they've been, they've only got one fewer point than the yeah, Blackhawks. which is unbelievable. All right, let's go out to the United Center and welcome in our friend and yours, Mario Tirabasi. What's up, Mario? Hey, guys. Uh, what's going on? I see we're, uh, we're a bit festive on the, uh, on the set. Back. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, the Blackhawks were in the giving uh, mood as far as goals tonight, <laughs> so we're going to get festive, too. Me and Greg chopped that tree down on the way over. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. Bet you guys feel real manly getting that little tree in there. <laughs> Absolutely. As manly as yeah. I felt in weeks. <laughs> awesome. All right, what did we learn? We were speculating on what Luke would have to say after this one. Uh, what did you say? So, uh, after the game, Luke Richardson um, and, you know, speaking with Jonathan Taze and, and Tyler Johnson after the game, um, the message was, was pretty universal that uh, this was not the best defensive effort from the Blackhawks all season. Um, big shocker there. Um, but a, a, as far as, you know, what went wrong, um, you know, they're, they're, they're chasing the game. 
again. So they're playing from behind, and so they're 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 taking chances on the Van Riemsdyk goal. Um, Luke Richardson specifically pointed that out as basically saying like we can't have our defensemen pinching to 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 try and join the rush on that play because coming back the other way then you're you're trying to play catch up. So then you're 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 out of position and you leave you know Trevor Van Riemsdyk completely untouched. To, t- to tap in a goal, basically. And, um, you know, a lot of the focus, obviously, was on Alex Ovechkin tonight. Um, Richardson, again, uh, made a point of that, saying that, you you know, Washington is a deep team offensively, with Ovechkin, obviously, as they're still their top uh, top option. They also have T.J. Oshie and Evgeny Kuznetsov and John Carlson. And, and just, you know, he spoke about how hard it is to try and focus on one guy or the other. So with this team, with where they are talent-wise, um, it's hard to say that this result, um, the, the, the way that they lost, how they lost, and how history was made um, wasn't really uh, surprising. But um, it's just an uphill battle for this Blackhawks team every game. And I heard you guys saying about, you know, this Capitals team is not that good. They've won five in a row. So they're 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 climbing back into the uh, into the playoff picture, and they're still a very tough team. So um, you know, it's 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 definitely not a, a game that you just write off and say, "Oh, it was all puck luck." It was a little bit, but um, they're they're just again a better team talent wise, and any defensive breakdown, small or little or uh, small or big, uh, are going to usually wind up in the back of the net for the Blackhawks. Was there any comment about um, where they asked, like, how did the Hawks players feel about Ovechkin getting cheers? Was there any sort of a question in that regard? Yes, there was. There was to uh, to Jonathan Taze and 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 Taze, uh, understandably so, was um, visibly not too fond of having to talk about Alex Ovechkin and 800 goals uh, so much tonight. Um, but uh, the, yeah, the question was you know was asked about. Um, you know, what he thought of, of Ovechkin reaching the milestone and everything. And he, he gave him his props. He said, you know, it's, it's an incredible milestone. It's, it's a, it's a one of a kind kind of thing. Um, but he did mention the, the standing ovation and, and the, and the Ovi chance. And, you know, it's not really feeling good to be on the other side of that um, and to have it happen in your building. So uh, he was, um, he was a little, a uh, little, little crispy with, uh, uh, with his answers tonight. Um, speaking about the defensive breakdowns, he basically said there's too many to even pinpoint. Uh, there's too many things going wrong. He doesn't, and he said something to the effect of, "I don't even know where to start with where the defensive breakdowns were and how we how we fix them." Um, he spoke about trying to continue to be positive and said uh, to the effect of, "You just go about your business. You go about trying to be positive because that's all they have to do." So they, he spoke about trying to not let the frustration set in because that can be contagious around the room, that everyone has to be a leader in, in that sense, that everyone has to be able to, uh, to go in, show up every shift, and, uh, and try and keep things, keep things positive and uh, be able to not let those frustrations seep in and not let those frustrations show. So um, it was, it was a, a, a definitely... Uh, not a enthused uh, Jonathan Taze to have to speak 
so much to Ovechkin tonight and uh, to the mistakes that the team was uh, team was making. You know, on the defensive breakdowns, and I know that defensive breakdowns aren't only the fault of defensemen, but the guys who play the bulk of the games, Jones, Murphy, Johnson, McCabe, are veteran defensemen. You know, and Luke Richardson plays a very simple system. There's nothing confusing, nothing complicated about it. And I'd like to know a little more about like what really is causing these breakdowns. You look at you look at the score sheet. Connor Murphy was or I'm sorry, Ian Mitchell was even, even picked up an assist in this one. Um uh same for uh Tenorti. he was even, you know. Jack Johnson minus four. Seth Jones minus three. These are the guys that, you know, you count on to to be ready to go. Connor Murphy was a minus one. McCabe was even with an assist. But, like, yeah, defensive breakdowns aren't only on the defense. But we're, what, almost 30 games into the year now? Like, the system isn't complicated. They got to start figuring this stuff out. And I, and I want to know, uh, and, and we'll, maybe we'll ask them tomorrow at practice. I don't know if there's practice tomorrow or not, but we'll ask them. Like, what specifically is breaking down? Is it guys not knowing where to be? Is it guys cheating? Is it a combination of things? I'd really like to know specifically where these breakdowns are happening because when you look at Murphy, McCabe, and Johnson, and Jones, those are guys who are long in the tooth hockey-wise who have played a lot of games with a lot of miles on them who should be able to execute a very simple defensive system. So what is it? Are the forwards letting them down? What is... What exactly is? It? I'm not not asking you a question. It's just it's kind of baffling that this long into the season with a simple system, how are they struggling so mightily defensively? No, oh, he did go into that. Uh, he did go into into the fact that they're chasing games that they're that they're having to play a, a different way to have to always come back and and spoke about how exhausting that is. So not only are you are you not playing even or with a lead. To where you're feeling a little bit more comfortable in your system you're playing from behind so you're forcing forwards and defensemen to have to take more chances to have to try and get back into games so that's more or less putting players uh into, into more vulnerable positions defensively both on the forward and and defensive side uh, a lot of the a lot of the key to richardson's uh style is trying to get the puck behind their opponent to force them to chase the game get the puck through the neutral zone, get the puck into the offensive zone, get it behind them to where they're trying to chase you. And with this Blackhawks team talent-wise, uh, you're they're always on, on the other end of things. They're always chasing the game. They've only scored the first goal of the game five times this season. I'm sure I could count on both hands how many times that they've held a lead for longer than five minutes this season. So the, the, the breakdowns are, are not necessarily – coming from an, a lack of understanding of the system or, or, or a, a structural breakdown. It's, it's circumstantial. They're not, getting chan- they're not getting the chances to, to get out to leads, to be more offensively uh, stable. They're having to play from behind constantly, multiple goal de- deficits. And they're, they're running guys, uh, you know, that, that takes a lot out of you to try and always have to come back, to have to mount comebacks. They did. They had good responses tonight, but as we've seen as this season has gone on, having to constantly respond, having to constantly try and counterpunch your way back into games, uh, these these Blackhawks are not 
Floyd Mayweather. They can't defensively box their way back in, in, into these fights. They have to get out and, and throw the first punch, and they're not able to do that. So it's exhausting. It's physically exhausting for these guys. And I think as this, as this season goes on, we're going to see maybe even just some more physical breakdowns leading to more mental breakdowns, and it's, it, it's going to be tough. And, and that's where you know a lot of the digging deep, trying to stay positive is, is going to continue to be really challenging. Uh, for a team that's going to constantly have losses piling on each other in, in, in this same fashion. We've, we've seen this movie so many times this season. This is game 27. We've seen this movie about 20 times this year where the Blackhawks give up the first goal. They have to fight back. They give up a second goal, a third goal, and they're coming back from a multi-goal deficit, and they just don't have the horses to do it, and they don't really have the energy anymore, I don't think. That's the thing with the, with the people that want to criticize the coaching on this team. This isn't a young team. This isn't like, you know, the Rockford Icehawks playing in the NHL. If this was a young team and they were making all the same mistakes over and over and over again, you can say well, maybe the coaching isn't right. This is a veteran team for the most part. Look at those four defensemen you mentioned. Seth Jones, Jack Johnson, Connor Murphy, Jake McCabe. A lot of NHL games there. Yep. Kane, Taves, Domi, Athanasiu, uh, Tyler Johnson, Johnson Jujar Yep. Colin Blackwell's an NHL veteran. Like, these are veteran guys. There's very few kids on this team. Very few. And they're the ones who are, most nights, the least part of the problem. So, Kurashev and Ian Mitchell had an assist, was even, was, someone said, did you even notice him out there? No, that's good. It's not a bad thing when you're a defenseman. <laughs> yeah. You, either, you get, no, it's like an offensive lineman in football. You get noticed when you do something either spectacular or awful. If you're not noticed, you're doing your job. So this is a veteran team for the most part. So I'm not sure everybody wants to run to the coaching, the coaching, the coaching. At some, when do the players ever get held accountable for not doing what they're supposed to do? Well, it's all Seth Jones' fault. Yes, and, and Caleb. Um, but when do the players finally have to be like, hey, I mean, I know you don't have the most talent. This isn't the most talented team in the world, but you can't make it that easy. Well, see, this is, fellas, this has been my concern, and we've been talking about this for, what, two months now, is what do they do when shit starts to fall apart? When you start to have runs like this where it's so bad, you're getting blitzed at home, you've got no answers, every, every game is the same story, at some point, they've got to do something because they're going to lose the players, and you can't lose the players. Like, Look, I know... Davidson brought in all these character guys. And to, I will say, to a man on this team, I look top to bottom, all those guys play with character and play with heart and are intense competitors and have pride and play with pride. Yes, it is It is 99.9% .9 of this is just talent. However, if it keeps going this way, there's got to be something done or added to shake things up or to inject some life whether it's recalling Lucas Reichel, whether it's just making a trade, just make a trade, something, yeah. something. Take one of your ex excess defensemen and bring in some team Sam Lafferty, right? It injected some life into things last year, just having someone else there, a new perspective, a new, you know, a, a new presence in the locker the room, the whatever. The trades are coming. There's no, that's why I thought, you know, making a waiver claim for Mulvaney yeah. the other day would have been something. Hey, a new guy, a new guy with some talent. Like, 
Let's see what this does. And, and if, it all, it does, if it doesn't yeah. work, you're right back where you are anyway. And it shows the players that you're not just like resigned to this being how the year is going to go. Yeah. Even though we all know they are. We all know this is exactly how they drew it up, right? This is exactly what we expected. But for the players, they need to know they're not just going to be left to hang for 60 more games, 55 more games, and whatever the, it is. I think the trades are going to start sooner than the deadline. But it takes two teams to make a trade. Yeah, you can't just say, "Well, trade this guy." Well, somebody out there's got to want him, yep. and someone out there's got to give you the value that you hope for him. So, I think we'll start maybe as soon as uh, you know after the roster, maybe before the roster freeze, uh, which is coming up here in a, a few days. But I think you know we're, we'll maybe see a trade, a, a, a significant trade, as early as January. I don't think he's going to wait till March. If, if he doesn't have to. Yeah. Uh, we got people in the chat saying trade Kane and Taves now. Yeah. They can't. They need approval from Kane and Taves to trade them. I think they he have wants full... to trade Lorenzo Kane. Yeah, it must be Lorenzo Kane or Kane of Kane and Abel. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can't just do that. It, they have full no, no movement clauses and need to approve any deal to make that happen. So you just can't do that. No Rage This Rage brings up a good point. Says that the cap's only going to go up a million dollars. Teams are going to be a lot more desperate to shed bad contracts, Davidson's phone will be ringing off the hook. Absolutely. Sure. He's got 40 million, almost 40 million just to get to the floor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they'll, that will help the Blackhawks this year. Um, you know, and how many, by the way, off topic, but how many times does that happen? Oh, the cap is going to go so high. Oh, not just kidding. Just a million. And every, the players owe us. Like, it's like, how many times are we going to fall for that? It's almost like every time Cub fans think they're going to sign a big free agent. Oh, dick. Anyway. Hey, I'm one of those guys. I just, did, I just knew they weren't going to get any of them. All right. Should we do our four yep. stars of the game, fellas? Sure. All right. Let's do it. Three stars of the game, all Washington Capitals. You'll be surprised. The number three star, Anthony Mantha, one goal, one assist, uh, three shots on goal. The number two star, Connor Sheary, he had two assists, three shots on goal. And surprising to everyone, the number one star, Alex Ovechkin, three goals, one assist. Uh, he was a plus three with five shots on goal. There's your three stars of the game. I'm going to give my star of the game to Jonathan Taves. He had a goal, he had four shots on goal, six more shot attempts, and was 11-4 and four at the dot. That's 73% of his face-off, so I give it to Jonathan Taves, who was out there trying, playing hard, and, you know, as, as much as I understand why fans were cheering, the competitor in him gets pissed off when he hears that, so... Yeah, don't let him score three goals. I agree with that. He was on the ice for a couple of them. Yes, he was. Yes, Nowhere he was. near Alex Ovechkin, but he was on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's my fourth star. Mine goes to Jonathan Taves. I'm going to give mine to uh, Tyler Johnson for coming back, scoring a big goal, uh, playing really well. You could see how much they missed him. And good for Tyler Johnson getting that goal. You could tell how excited he was. That had to feel great. This is a guy that's missed – you know, uh, over a month, almost two months. 20 games. With with an ankle injury. This is a guy that thought he was going to be back in the lineup two or three weeks ago and then suffered a setback. He talked about that yesterday, uh, about how frustrating that was. So that, had, that goal had to feel good and good for him. Uh, Tyler Johnson, solid dude in the locker room, uh, good teammate, 
he gets it. He's a guy that's won two Stanley Cups. He knows what's going on here. So he just wants to try and do his best as a veteran leader. Uh, good for him getting that goal. Tyler Johnson is my fourth star of the game. Yeah, seven points in seven games this year. So a uh, point-per-game player, Tyler Johnson. That gets you to the Hall of Fame, my friend. It sure does. Uh, my fourth star of the night, uh, this is a sympathy pick, but I, I give it to Peter Morazic. Uh Coming back, uh, getting, uh, getting the start tonight. And, uh, yeah, you know, throw him in there. Try and stop Alex Ovechkin. Uh, he couldn't. So uh, someone had to be the, the guy to give up the 800th goal. Uh, unfortunately, it was Mrazic, so this fourth star is kind of kind of pouring one out for him in a uh, in a rough assignment. So, Peter Mrazic, my fourth star. That is very generous of you <laughs> in this holiday season because he was flat out hot garbage, yeah, uh, and he was left on an island, as you said. Yeah. Truthfully, he had very little help from his D. But holy shit, dude! Maybe not. Get Can him, you stop not... popping out rebounds like you're a pitchback machine? Yeah. Holy moly. But, yeah, t- put in a tough spot. That's for sure. Hey, your groin fell off four days ago. Get out there. Get out there, sport. Get out there and stop the greatest goal scorer the league has right. ever seen. Have fun with that. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. tough. It, it was, was tough. a very, very tough assignment for him. Um, I, w- I was really hoping for the Blackhawks to make it close enough so or keep it close enough so they could pull the goalie so the – 800th goal would have gone to the empty net and spared poor Peter, but um, that wasn't the case. Uh, NHL Public Relations has just uh, tweeted an image of the 165 goalies that Alex Ovechkin has scored against. <laughs> it's a cavalcade of faces. It's a lot of fun. Mario, do you want to stick around for the uh, tank standings and tankathon simulation? Yeah, where else do I got to go? All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, tank standings. Tank time. Let's do it. Gotta love the tank. All right, it was a fun night in Anaheim, or it was actually in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, the Ducks lose seven nothing to the um, to the Maple Leafs. Uh, they have seventeen points in thirty games. See, the Hawks are only one point ahead of them, but have five games in hand. I wouldn't worry about it. Seven. 20 and 3 for the Ducks, 17 points. The Hawks are second in the tank standings, 25 games. Uh, my graphic just went away. <laughs> 17, 6, or 7, 16, and 4 with 18 points. Columbus, they're 10, 16, and 2 with 22 they points. Lost 26 games. Tonight to yep. The Panthers. Arizona, 9, 13, and 4 with 22 points. And San Jose, with uh, 30 games, 9, 16, and 5 with 23 Sharks points. Sharks are currently beating the Coyotes 3-1 to one in the third period. All right. Let's yeah. get that game to overtime, and then I don't care who wins. And then root for the Meteor. Exactly. All right. Now let's run our new feature, the Tankathon Simulation. You're watching Tankathon.com. We're going to simulate the lottery. I did this before the show, and the Hawks got number one. So let's try. Right now, by the way, the Hawks have a 13.5% chance at the number one overall pick. All right, let's hit the sim button there, Steven. Oh, oh no, no, nightmare no. scenario. No. Oh, no. oh, Senators are going to replace Alex DeBrinkett with Connor Bedard and still be shitty. Wow. Oh, All right, so if you're no. just listening to the podcast, the simulation goes like this. It is Ottawa picking number one. 
St. Louis picking number two. Dear God. Anaheim picking third, and the Hawks picking fourth. That is, oh, my God. That is nightmare fuel. Can we just do it one more time? I didn't like that. <laughs> we need to feel better. <laughs> yeah, we need to feel better. Let's, we can't. We can't. It's Christmas yeah, time. We, we can't feel yeah. that terrible. Uh, we got to do it again. We got to do it again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I refuse to accept. I refuse to accept the the tank standings as they were simulated. <laughs> All right. All right. Fire it up. There we go. There there we got take two. On. Take two. All right. A little bit better. Uh, third. Second sim. The Hawks get the third pick, which is one. One. At least the Blues. At least the Blues aren't in the top three anymore. They're oh, down the at Blues nine. nine. I'll take that. Yeah, all right. Oh, by the way, I ran that Columbus. poll yesterday that we talked about hypothetically on the show. Would you give up the chance to pick number one if it guaranteed you number two? All right. So. Would you sacrifice the chance to draft Connor Bedard if it guaranteed you Adam Fantilli? 62% of the voters said yes. I was one of the 38 that said no. I don't know. I still want to bite at that apple. The more we do the tank sim, the more worried I get. <laughs> I've, I, I really have thought about it. I, 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 I honestly slept on it. Like, what would I do? Look, Fantilli is still a number one overall caliber player. I don't want to leave. I don't want the Blackhawks to leave Nashville without one of those two players. And if it's not a guarantee to be Bedard, I'd love to guarantee it's Fantilli. So I would, uh, I, I would roll the, uh, I, would, I, would, I would cash in the, the lottery ticket for number one to take that number two money. I would do that. Ellen brings up a good point. Ask the same question after the World Junior Championships. <laughs> we will. We'll see hey, what happens might, if Connor Bedard lights the world on, on fire, fire, which could certainly happen. All right, Mario, have a safe trip home, man. We appreciate it. Great work, as always, uh, on a tough day to cover a team that's pretty irritated with how things are going. So uh, thanks for hey, being I there, had man. A blast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 2.30, we'll be right here. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. All right, make sure you follow Mario at Mario underscore Tirabasi on the old Twitter machine there. Uh, Give him a follow. He's out there uh, working his ass off. It is very awkward. Uh, Well, it's awkward anyway to be in the locker room, but it's extra awkward when the team just gets blitzed night after night after night. It's not that awkward when only one guy or two guys are sitting out there for you. It's not like most of the guys have been hiding for the last uh, couple of months. Yeah, uh, it's usually Jonathan Taves or Seth Jones or or uh, you know whoever scored a goal that night. So Taylor Johnson got out there. Uh, the other night uh, it was Taylor Radish when he scored his goal against the Jets. He was out there, but literally everybody was out talking to Seth Jones. He was kind of just standing there like, "Anybody want to talk to me? I Aww, scored." But you know, sad. Uh, our buddy Brandon Secure with a two dollar super chat was in the building tonight. Great milestone. Yes, that was awesome. Awesome to be there. You know, you don't get, like, when, when, you, when you're covering from a press box, you don't have very many, like, fan moments. But tonight I was all about, give me the hat trick. Like, I was kind of wondering, I'm like. <laughs> my wager helped my excitement about it. But, yes, <laughs> I, was, I was rooting to see it, too. But it was like, like, I was wondering, I was like, dude, like, are we allowed to like clap in the press box to, to acknowledge the milestone? Nobody yeah, did. Yeah, no. I don't but know I was like, works. I mean, that's kind of cool. But I usually let the I let the veteran press yeah, box I, guys I, I dictate I look that over stuff. Over to the right and see see the guys and girls who have been there for a while, 
and kind of follow their lead. As yeah. long as like you know, you don't do you don't do the opposite of what they're doing, you're going to be okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that was. I did think it was, was weird you threw your head on the ice though. That was a little much. I well, thought. you know, <laughs> it didn't actually. I didn't throw it on the ice. I threw it into the, like the 200 level. They passed <laughs> yeah, it yeah, its way ice. down exactly. Um, I did notice tonight though. John Weideman is an anthem cheerer. He claps through the anthem. That? I never noticed that either. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking to see Mark Messier, and I couldn't see him. Yeah, they had the privacy curtains up. It's like being, it's like sitting in first class on an airplane. Yeah, we're all in the same place. Don't be a turd. <laughs> I mean, for the record, I'm not blaming Mark Messier. I'm I sure am. he doesn't have totally a Mark curtain Messier's in his uh, in his rider. Steve, Lee, Steve, I bet you he does. He seems like a curtain guy. Mark Messier. Messier? Yeah, he's a diva. He's a grindy dude. Me, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's lame. I don't know why they did that. They, well, TNT probably because they don't like, want dickheads like me like, ooh, there's Mark Messier. <laughs> then don't put Mark Messier in the booth. I saw Kirk Maltby again up there, too. Yeah, he's, he's always I threw there. him a forearm for the hell of it. Because you, cause you, well, you could have ended his I smashed career. a Skittles thing over his head. <laughs> he didn't even feel it. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of polls. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm right here. We had we had, uh, we had had another one. Steve went up in the chat. Well, yeah, Alex yeah. So that's going to be the last to score 800 goals. Before I give you the results, I want to know your opinions on that. I said yes, but then as soon as I hit yes, I'm like, well, probably not. I mean, the game's going to go on for a long time. I'm saying no because... Duh, Connor Bedard is going to score like a thousand goals right. in a Blackhawks uniform. Exactly right, my friend. So, yeah, no, this, he this won't be. Was remarkably close. It was narrowly yes with fifty three percent of the vote that he okay. that there there will or he will be the last. Nobody thought to anybody was nobody thought anybody was going to break Gretzky's record. Nobody thought anybody was going to score eight hundred goals again. Nobody thought anybody was going to pass Gordy Howe. I mean, records are made look, to be broken. The, There's only one record the, I know for sure is not getting broken, and that's Glenn Hall's 502 consecutive games as a goalie. I'm pretty confident no one's ever going to pass Gretzky in points either. Not points, no. Because no. if you missed it, and you don't know this stat, I will share it infinitely. It. It's my favorite stat in all sports. If you take away, were you here for this stat last time, Steven? Yeah, I was, yes. Okay, if you take away all of Wayne Gretzky's goals... He is still the all-time winning scorer. By f- like 400 points. That is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't have sc- he didn't have to score a single goal in the league and he'd still have what 1300 points, which would be or no, whatever. Yeah, he would still be the league's all-time leading scorer without the 894. Let's goals. let's get the exact number here so we give the people the facts. Wayne Gret not Brent Gretzky. Thank you hockey reference. Wayne Gretzky, 894 goals. 1,963 assists, 2,857 points. I mean, that is just insane. Yeah. The closest player to Gretzky, again, 28857 points. Yarmir Yager, 1,921 points. Almost 1,000 points fewer than Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, Gretzky had more assists than Yager had points. It's unreal. It's special. But nobody thought anybody was going to get to 800 again. Nobody thought anybody was going to break Gordy Howell's record. No. And then Gretzky throttled it. Yeah. And what's crazy, though, is like for Ove- I, I think Ovechkin's is so impressive because he's playing in an era of like supreme athletes and way more parity than there was before. And he's not playing against plumbers. 
He's not playing against guys wearing popsicle sticks for leg for goalie pads. I'm playing in like, huge nets. Yeah, these are these Gordy are Howell shot into some big old nets back in the day. Yeah, these are prime athletes that Ovechkin's playing and against against goalies that basically just stood still and let the puck go by. Them. Yeah, they're, the, <laughs> the they didn't get strategy was like just wave your arms and hope it hits you. Yeah. For him to do this in this era is is really unbelievable and uh, very cool to be there and witness it. And the best part for me was winning the $350 I won on DraftKings, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Hey, listen up. New customers, you can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. That's what Greg did, and he won too. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code CHGO. Bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And if you win some big money over at DraftKings, like Jay did tonight, I won small amounts of money, but it's still money. But it's enough money to go to Shady Rays and get yourself some awesome sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this winter because our friends at Shady Rays has you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays, it's that crazy, insane protection program we've been telling you about. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a pair, brand new, no questions asked. Did you drop your glasses in a lake? Uh, did you throw them at Alex Ovechkin for his 800 goal? Whatever you did, they will replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I could tell you from wearing them for a couple of years, they are just as good, if not better, than any of those expensive pairs on the market. Shady Rays also does something for the little people in the world. This is the time of year where you want to give a little extra. Well, Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. So you can look really cool while doing something even cooler for those in need. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit right out the giant test window at the Shady Rays factory and they will do whatever it takes to get it right Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays pays to ship them back. That's it. An exclusive for our listeners because Shady Rays loves you nearly as much as we do. Almost. Nobody can love you as much as we do. But Shady Rays is a close second. They're running their deepest deal of the season. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout for 50% off on two or more pairs at Shady Rays. Dot com. Buy one, get one free. That's how the math checks out. You can get two pairs for as low as 54 bucks. but the more you buy, the more you save. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you'll find their newest and best shades. All right, before we wrap things up, we want to let you know about our upcoming Bulls takeover, Chicago versus New York. That's this Friday, the 16th. 
You want tickets? All chgo.com. If you're a diehard, you are saving money on this deal, as you always do. Here's what it includes. Pre-game drinks at Crossroads on Madison, right there at Madison and Aberdeen-ish, right there. No, it's the next street, but whatever. A shuttle to and from the UC. Game tickets to the Bulls-Knicks in Section 314. And, of course, some sweet hangs with Big Dave and Matt Peck and everybody at CHGO, we're gonna we're, we're not gonna be there because the Hawks play that night, but the rest of the crew will be out there at Crossroads and at the Bulls game. So go to allchgo.com to get your tickets to our Bulls takeover. And fear not, we are told a Hawks takeover is on the way, will be happening soon this season. So you're not gonna want to miss that. Keep your eye on allchgo.com, and of course we'll let you know uh, when those tickets become available. But go hang out with Matt and Big Dave. And go catch Bulls and Knicks at the United Center this Friday, allchgo.com to get your tickets. I might head over to the crossroads to stop oh, and say, hell yeah. We got to be here to watch the Hawks Wild. Yeah. So, you know. Maybe we'll put a TV on. The one over the fireplace, it's a little bit melty. Yeah. But I think they'll be heading to the United Center by the time we got to be back for the game. Sure. So, uh, another lovely ESPN broadcast for the Blackhawks. ESPN Plus, I think. We better check our TV and make sure we get Oh, that. yeah. I think we're I think we're set up now, but we'll, we're going to find out. All right. Before that all happens, though, we're back tomorrow at 2.30. The Hawks are practicing at 11.30, so we'll have all the latest from Blackhawks practice when we do the show tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you're with us. And on the way out, if you've not already, smash that like button. Please do. And subscribe to our YouTube page. And wherever you're listening to your podcast, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, make sure you are subscribed. Subscribing is very, very important. Yes, it is. And the Ice Hogs won tonight. So yes, they did. That. Alex Ovechkin, not the only hat trick in the universe. David Gust, a hat trick right. as, the, as the Ice Hogs went. Four assists for Lucas Reichel, I believe. Yes. Bust. He sucks. And we've been putting this off because it's the first time we've done it. But we got to give our DraftKings king of the game. Thank you for the reminder, Stephen. For the first time in history, it goes to a Blackhawks opponent. Alex Ovechkin is our DraftKings king. King of the game. Congratulations on 800 career goals. 1655 of ice time. Five shots. Also added an assist on top of his three goals. Uh, one of the all-time great and dominant athletes in sports. Not just hockey history. And uh, hopefully you were there to take it in. If not, thanks for hanging out with us on the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show. For Greg, who's right there, and Mario, who's in his car somewhere, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.